0: praise the lord praise the lord how are you feeling this afternoon it's good Good. that's great it's good to be in the house of the lord and to celebrate together before we start sharing uh, the bible says that since the days of john the baptist the kingdom of god suffered and if i became violent is it wrong because john the baptist has already gone is it wrong now you you don't know the violence that i'm about to unleash that's why you're quiet praise the lord (laughs) now uh it's not normal for us to share testimonies on um, friday but i just want to share a few uh, uh two testimonies about myself, maybe somebody in the hall will be encouraged, will be lifted, will be brought to speed with the fact that God is still in control. Praise the Lord. Lord. Again, it's not normal for you to see people standing on the pulpit with their phones. But allow me to to read something here. Early this year, this is the message I received. It was at one, seven minutes past one in the night. Of course, I read it in the morning, but this is the message I received. Please pray against any power that are planning to disgrace you That is me. Wait on God. Number one, the Lord will disappoint their devices. Number two, the Lord scattered them by fire. Number three, in the place of disgrace, you shall be celebrated. That is the message I received when I woke up. Maybe let me also read my response. My privacy, I'm laying it down before you. Yeah. We thank God for exposing the plans of the devil. I have received an offer of a job here in Oman, but I have been hesitant to ask for an NOC. I don't want to read the other one. It's very personal. Let us pray for the Lord to make everything everything plain. Praise the Lord. So early this year, this is the message I received. My spirit has been disturbed from my previous uh, station for quite some time. And then early this year, I received this message and I was in that point of trying to think, do I approach these people or do I not? If I approach them, maybe they will terminate me and all that, so I was just in between. But I thank God, I, after I received this message, I felt it was an indication from God to make a move, because of what the devil was trying to plan. So in short, I went ahead, asked for that NOC, and then a few weeks thereafter, uh, after the other school had already given an offer, a few days, I was called in the office of the principal, and uh, she asked me, "Have you, has the offer been confirmed? I said, yes. She said, "I've been having this letter in my desk, and I didn't want to release it because I believe uh, it was not the best way to." I mean, she was finding it difficult to give me the letter. The letter was, I was—they were not going to renew my contract this year. So, why am I sharing with you this? I didn't know. My spirit was disturbed. But God in heaven already had seen what was gam- coming ahead. He revealed it to his servant. And he did not just leave it there. He had already, by the time it is being revealed, he has already provided, given provision for another place. Praise the Lord. Isn't our God good? I didn't know the plans of the company but God in heaven already knew and he had made provisions. So fast forward, the week starting 22nd, I received my work visa and the new ID, the new job. This very week, again, we were expecting our daughter to be going to college We applied for her visa, study visa, some time back. It has been disturbing us so much because we thought everything was being processed and then we received another letter from them. Oh, since this child is under 18, we need A, B, C, D. So we we wrote our declaration, our commitment that we were ready to release her to go and study and then it started delaying she's supposed to be living on uh, the night of Monday to Tuesday. So you can see we have got only one working day or two probably between the time she's leaving. And Thursday, as I was going with my wife to work, I said, I'm feeling, I'm not very, very, very settled about this issue. And then the evening we come back in the house. Unfortunately, the There was a delay in opening of the email. The office, the embassy had already given uh, a message that the, uh, the, the visa was ready, it was due for collection, but unfortunately we were too lazy. We opened the email much later than 2 p.m. So we have got to collect it on Sunday. God has provided the visa. Praise the Lord. We'll be moving very fast. I would like us to turn our Bibles to Hebrews, chapter 6. The Bible, chapter 6, verse 1. I'm reading the first three verses. The Bible says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Verse two, and of doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. The following six things stand out in those verses one repentance from dead works two faith towards god three doctrine of baptisms four laying on of hands five resurrection of the dead six eternal judgment but before we try to discuss, we'll not discuss all the six, it will require a very long time. We'll discuss what we can, the first aspect only of repentance from dead works. Let us look at uh, the verse one. Therefore, leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundations of repentance. Now, if we look at verse 1, it gives us a starting point and an end point. It says, in this progression of our faith, in the progression of Christian faith, there is a starting point where we lay foundations. And there is an ending point uh, where there is eternal judgment. It goes up to there. That's the last bit of it. So we have there is a progression from that point of starting where the foundation has been laid. And then there is the build up unto perfection. So that those two ends, you're starting off and you are reaching perfection, praise the Lord. And those six things that I've talked about kind of at a continuum, there are spectrum starting from one end to the other of what ought to be our faces of Christian faith. So I would like us just to look at these things uh, quickly so that we are not caught up with time. We'll look at only one aspect. One, every building that is established, the foundation becomes a critical part of it. I'm not an engineer, but my small rudimentary engineering knowledge from observation, you know, you can acquire knowledge from uh, apprenticeship and also many aspects. So I always observed. In this country, I used to wonder why the money and time these people spent scooping the sand and removing everything, if they could give me half of that money, I could build a very good house at home. Do you agree? Because they take months scooping the sand, removing everything, and, and then they start compacting the ground. They spend time until it is firm. Why? They want the foundation to be sound. And I don't know, I don't work in the Mm. construction industry. But I believe, as they lay down the foundation, there could be a site engineer, who if he does not approve of the structure that they're putting down, the building will not continue. Engineers around, am I right? Ah, I'm wrong there. Engineers, can they, can they approve that the building to start lifting up before everything else is clear on the foundation? It must be it must be sound. So I believe any building that you see rise from the ground above there are stages that has followed and the foundation formed the basis from where it started. Now, according to these six things that we have talked about, it so appears in our Christian faith that the foundation of our faith, Starts from the aspect of repentance. Can we say repentance? Repentance. One time we were in a fellowship. And. Uh, mainly prayer meetings. And it came to a time that. Uh, we felt. We should go into a, situa- a, a, a A time. Of just pleading for God's mercy. And repentance of our lives. And one brother stood up. And he really shook us because we thought we were sailing in one accord. And then he said, brethren, what am I repenting of? I've not sinned, I have not done anything. So everybody just went down because we were being lifted, lifted and then reached that time. But we realized there is none who is perfect before God. At every stage, the closer you move to God, the closer you move to him, you feel more inadequate. You feel there is something you are short of and you need to be before him to ask for his mercy. Praise the Lord. So as we go ahead with what we're talking about, uh, I would like us to zero in on the issue of repentance because the first aspect in Hebrews was repentance from dead works. So in essence, he's talking about two things, repentance and dead works. We need to understand the two things before we start laying that foundation properly in our lives. Why is Kenneth talking to saved people about repentance? Why is it necessary for us to revisit this? Because I have seen buildings crumble down, beautiful buildings come down after some conditions, maybe it has rained, and then the whole beautiful building comes down. True or false? And sometimes they say probably they, the foundation was, did not take into account some aspects, the soil texture. And probably right? that is why yeah. it has crumbled. And so therefore you and me ought to come to a point where we we'll continue revisiting this aspect. Is my foundation sound in God? Well, is on Have I laid the proper See? foundation for me to continue building? Because believe oh, me God. or not, there are many of us, I may be included, We have been struggling to go on through in our Christian faith. We seem to be making just minimal progression in our faith. And probably we ask, if it is commitment, it's there. If it is determination, it's there. But what is happening? Why is my growth not reflecting the amount of devotion that I'm putting in my Christian life? Probably our foundation is not sound. Praise the Lord probably our foundation is not sound. So one of the things about foundation is about repentance. And I'm saying, what is repentance? Repentance is not an emotional experience. It is not an emotional experience. It is based on a deliberate decision to change yourself. It is based on a deliberate decision that one reaches and says, enough is enough. I have labored too much in this aspect, which is wrong. I need to make an about turn. The people, sometimes they make you think, and they're Christians sometimes, they make you think probably it's just a fashion to come and say, I'm sorry. Because as soon as the sun will rise from the east and set in the west, the same individual will come and make the same blunder with you. And I'm sorry. That is why Peter came. "Ah!" He had had too much of it. He said, For how long should, should, should your brother sin against you and you forgive? And because he had forgiven several times, he quickly came in. Should it be seven times? And the Lord surprised him. He said, No, it must be more. Seven times, 70. I think he was disappointed because he must have come across these brethren who are fond of messing up others and coming to say i'm sorry i'm sorry and they repeat the same i am sorry there is no commitment in this such a person to turn away from that habit to turn away from that habit and change his course so it's just an emotional feeling maybe it's a social feeling for him to say sorry because he feels, uh, it looks odd if I don't say sorry in this aspect But the change, the transformation To accept that change inside him is not there And probably that's where we find ourselves That is why we keep repeating the same mistakes in our Christian life Because we have not resolved in ourselves That we want to make an about turn from our ways And walk in the opposite direction To the mistakes that we have been making Praise the Lord Our minds must be drawn to that. Now we have got something that we call will. When you decide, and you deliberately decide, I want to change, God comes in and he fuses into you and your will is transformed. This will is the one which drives you to do the same thing even when you said yesterday, sorry. Because the nature has not changed. The nature is still the same. Have you seen this bokin? uh, what do you call them, these flowers? Bokin? Bokinville? You cut it. After some time, again it grows up with the same flowers. It's still the same flower. If you dislike that flower, uproot it, take it away, put in a new flower that you want. Praise the Lord. But for as long as you just pamper it, cut it, It is just cosmetic change. It does not amount to anything. Matthew 27. Matthew 27. Just before we read that, I want to take you back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and his four. You know the problem was? Adam realized he had made a mistake. And then he took leaves, he covered himself, and they went to hide they knew they had made a mistake. They were remorseful. But they were not repentant. When God came in, it was excuse after, trying to explain why it happened. Not going back to the foundation to know, I was told not to do. No matter what caused me to, th- to want to do it, The the issue was, I should not eat of it. Whether it was my wife, whether it was an angel who came to tell me, that was not the issue. God himself had said, do not eat of this food. That was the instruction. Matthew 27, verse 3, Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful. Underline that word, remorseful. And brought back the, the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Then verse 5, then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Judas was remorseful, but he was not repentant. And that is why he took the course of action that he took. It was not repentance. Most of us are found in this this area. We are sorry and remorseful of our sins, but we never take a step to say, how do I reverse this situation? How can I change from this attitude? How can I change from this nature so that I don't come back here again? The world tells us it's not sin, it's just a mistake, apologize. And that's what we have learned to do. We just apologize, and we think everything will be okay. But we have not addressed what cost me to do that, what is not required of me. It is until that inner inner person is transformed, then what springs out of him will be right. Praise the Lord. We cannot have a fountain springing bitter and good water at the same time. It has to be one. If you want to have to be a good fountain, the source inside must change. For as long as the source has not changed, you can color the water; it can look good, but it's still the same, same bitter water. Is that clear? Is that clear? So there has to be some decision that has got to be made. This man felt remorseful and he took off. Luke fifteen seventeen. Let's contrast that with Luke 15, 17. This is the parable about the prodigal son. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate and no one gave him anything. Verse 17, critical. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I have perished with hunger. And sorry, and I perish with hunger. Verse 18, I will arise. Listen to that. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. This, this, this young man, Decided that I have messed up. I've just lost everything. I've messed up. He first was sorry about it. If he had stopped at that point, two things would have happened. He would have gone the way of Judas, feeling so bad about himself, having lost all that he had been given. The devil would have come and whispered, you see, you are good for nothing. The best thing is to do away with your life. Nobody will respect you. But as the man was thinking, thank God, someone came to him. And the Bible says, he came to himself. He came to himself. Say, come to myself. Ah, you don't want to think about yourself. Come to myself. You are telling yourself, there's a time that you must also reflect over your life as a Christian. You know this thing, I've been going down and up, going down and up. I'm, I'm, I'm not very stable in my Christianity. Today I'm hot. I've, I've, after a few days, again, I'm feeling low. I'm feeling discouraged. And it's not because you've done anything wrong. It's just the nature inside you has not yielded fully to God. It has not said, yes, here I am. It has not surrendered. The the will inside, that was in Adam. God could not force him to do anything. He gave him the opportunity. He demonstrated to him that you see the leaves that you have are not going to last long. When the sun shines, they are going to dry up. You will need fresh leaves. He gave him the skin of an animal, something with some permanence in it. God is offering us a solution in our situation as Christians. And even those of us who have not made up our, our decision to, to, to have Jesus Christ as our personal savior, God is giving us also an opportunity that the things that you have been struggling with, you can make a decision in your life and God, a conscious decision, and God will transform the inner being. The medicine is not what you verbalize out. The medicine is the transformation that takes place inside us. Praise the Lord. This young man, the Bible says, he came back to his senses. No more emotions. It has to do with the decisions that we make. Verse 47 says, uh, sorry, verse 16. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with pots. Now, a Jew, a Jew with pigs is something not very, 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 is unheard of. They despise pigs so much. Well, if you are a pig farmer, be encouraged. We are not saying it, it's the Jews who <laughs> praise the Lord. Yeah, so they were not, they were not very comfortable with this. They're not comfortable with that. For this boy to have lowered himself to that point where he's feeding with the pigs now, interacting with the pigs, that's the lowest point you could have ever gone. I don't know what you feel in your spirit, if you are born again, probably there's something that you need, you need to be addressing in your life with God. It has been disturbing you. You've been running away, trying to manage it in one way or another. Because I know sometimes the devil is a liar. He will give us into a lot of service in the church. We are running away from something that is affecting us. And then we devote as a way of forgetting. We start doing so much in the church. A lot of service. But the moment the service is over, it comes again. So you are trying to run away from something that you can never escape. The truth of the matter is, check your foundation. Go back and tell God, I have come to my senses. This thing is the one which is disturbing me in my life. I want you to wash it away. I want you to remove it from my life. Change me completely. I want to be a new being. And the Lord is faithful. He will do it for you. He will make you a new being. Praise the Lord. 1 Kings eight 47. 1 Kings eight forty-seven. Yet when they come to themselves. I want you to take note of that statement. Yet when they come to themselves. In the land where they were carried captive. Uh, captive And repent and make supplication to you in the land of uh, of those who took them captive, saying, we have sinned and done wrong. We have committed wickedness. 48. And when they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their enemies, who led them away captive and pray to you toward their land, which you gave to their fathers the city which you have chosen, and the temple which I have built for your name. You can continue the verse down to 49. I have not written it here. Up to 49, it will be good for you. Now, what do we pick from these verses? One, in 47, when they come to themselves, there must be a point where you become open to yourself and tell yourself, Kenneth, this is not right. This is not right before God. You need to be changed. You need to be a new being. You need to be transformed. I'm talking to Christians, people born again. I'm born again. That are things in our lives, we need to come to God and say, I need this one changed. I am not going to give it an extra day. I need it changed. Praise the Lord. That will That will be the beginning of success in your life. Praise the Lord. There are some doors that cannot be opened unless some things in our foundation are addressed. Some things that were there in the foundation. We can have a a very beautiful building. But if the foundation is not addressed again, you will find ourselves feeling shaken every time. Every time. Every time. We are not fulfilled. And that ought to come to a stop. Second Chronicles 6.37 is more or less a reinforcement of what we have just said. Yet when they come to themselves in the land where they were carried captive and repent and repent and make supplications to you in the land of their captivity saying we have seen we have done wrong and have committed wickedness. 38, when they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, where they have been carried captive and pray toward their land, which you gave to their fathers, the city you have chosen, and toward the temple which I have built for your name. 39, Hear from heaven, your dwelling place, their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their course and forgive your people who have sinned against you these are people belong to god but they have been taken captive and in that land they're trying they have got a course they are chatting out but it's not being successful we are christians in this world it's not our home but we are trying all that we can and we know we serve a living god but sometimes Probably you look on your right, you look on your left, you see another brother that is being blessed, that God is working through his life. The devil wants to make you envious. It's not envy that is going to solve. It's not that. It is come back to your senses, address your life, begin to search yourself. Where am I failing go? And I'm not saying that every, dis- every th- challenge that you face is because it's drawn from failure. No, I am just saying Probably you have not engaged God to the right point. Praise the Lord. And it is important for us to address that issue. So, when we come to this issue, I would like us just to revisit a few things that have been mentioned in these two verses. One, there's the issue of reflecting over the actions. There is, number two, there is the acknowledgement of their situation, acknowledging your sin number three there is the action of repentance number four there is the ar- aspect of returning back remember the bible says all of us like sheep have chosen our own path we are going in our own direction but me as a sheep on my path when i realize this is not right it is my duty as an individual not as a group to turn back to the author of my life praise the lord turning Hallelujah. back return Then there is the last thing that is very important, the issue of the heart and soul. It has been mentioned over and over, the issue of the heart and the soul, that this must be turned back to God. Now, this is where the this is these are the areas where the issues that determine your life come from. It's not the mind. The mind will always hear many things. All that the mind can do is to tell you this is happening. Then you say, No, my soul. begin to speak to my soul as the psalmist used to say my soul my soul is preaching to himself my soul this is not right in the eyes of god this is not the right path in the eyes of god i need to change oh my soul bow down before the almighty repent of your sins repent of your ways repent of your laziness Repent of your lack of interest in the things of God and turn your way back to God. There, God begins to meet you. Praise the Lord. It begins to change your destiny. Praise the Lord. Again, in Chronicles that we have read, they came to themselves. They repented. They acknowledged their sins. They returned to God and change of their, their hearts and souls was required of them so in those four, are there five or so steps five steps there lies the aspect of repentance praise the lord first you come to us, you, yourself and god will minister to you this thing is not right he will speak now, he's not going to stand in the church and say, oh, I am the Lord, God Almighty, Jehovah. He will speak to you in your heart. Praise the Lord. He will speak to you. Probably when you are in the presence of a brother and you just feel guilty. Ah, uh, what I'm doing is not right. God is ministering to you. You need to change. You need to take an about turn. Otherwise, our study that we are carrying out now comes to note. Because the study that we are carrying out this month is talking about the final, the, the last thing, the judgment, eternal judgment. Praise the Lord. We are taken up and we are waiting for the final judge. I mean, for our judgments and rewards to be given to us. It's already done. But what have you done in between the day you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your personal Savior to this point? So I want to say this in terms of repentance it is important for us it is important for us to be honest with ourselves to be honest with ourselves and to decide this is not right according to the word of god i must do something about it i want to tell you one thing there are some things that you may not see what is wrong in them but your spirit tells you something is not right here You try to explain it, you can't. But the Spirit of God is saying something is not right here. Because he watches us from above. He knows what has gone wrong. It may not be you. It may be from some other source. It may be because of your ancestors. It may be because of your lineage. You don't know about it. People, four or five uh, generations behind you have committed a sin. And it's still hanging over you but you don't know about it. But you just feel there's something not right in this place. That's the time we need to seek God so that we begin laying off those things and our foundation becomes clear. Praise the Lord. A repentant soul, one seeks to glorify God in all they do. Have you seen a Christian who seeks credit for whatever they do? There's a question mark about the foundation. A repentant soul, is one that seeks to glorify God in everything. God should receive the glory. They are not interested in fame. They're not interested in popularity. Nor do they seek selfish gains. They don't do something because of what they're going to benefit from it. They do it because it pleases God. And if a blessing comes out of it, it's not because that was the driving force. It is because God has just rewarded them. They are not double-minded people. They're not double-minded people. The Bible tells us how double-minded people cannot receive anything from God. Can also read Psalms 119, 113. The mind is renewed. Such a person, the mind is renewed and has been transformed, Romans 12, two. Five, they are decisive no matter the cost. Once they realize this is not in tune with God, they decide. And whatever the the consequences, they are ready to face it. Praise the Lord. They are ready to face it. And finally, make up your mind to turn to God. Number two, walk in the opposite direction to any scare of embarrassment. Because the devil will tell you, ah, this thing is not going to be, it it doesn't look good. But it's important for you to say about time. I'll go in this other direction. Three, allow God to renew your mind by his Word. He will reveal many things inside us. Things that we knew, things that we didn't know. Say no to the discouraging whispers of the devil. The moment you want to make that decision, the devil will start telling you it's not necessary. He eh? will discourage you why it should not be done. Don't. Take that advice. Seek to glorify God in everything you do. Seek nothing for your selfish gain. Praise the Lord. Sorry we've gone very fast, but whatever God planned to say, he must have ministered to you. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you ministered to us this afternoon. Father, whatever you have planted in our hearts, we welcome it. In Jesus' name we pray.